What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon, right next to the Clarendon Pacers running store on the corner of Highland and Clarendon Boulevard, which is the heart of the universe. And here we are back for episode 126. Let's bring in my co-host to get this episode started. To my right, of course, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? So down in Navy Yard, it's that time of year again when the Nats are in the Mm. playoffs, I guess. Yes, it is the playoffs. So one of my staff had asked me if perhaps they could sneak out of work 15 minutes early because they had tickets to one of the playoff games. Mm -hmm. And you know what I thought? If you miss 15 minutes of a baseball game, have you really missed anything? <laughs> These games are long. I'll tell you what. I, I would argue, yes, you have missed something, but they are long games. Um, so in this instance, I think you're right. Whoever this person is, just stay an extra 15 minutes. There'll still be uh, cold beer and hot dogs at the stadium. And nothing will have happened on the field. <laughs> nothing. All right. Let's uh, bring in our other co-host. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I, I don't feel like doing a show. <laughs> why why is that i'm i'm so depressed about u.s soccer oh uh, okay although it's a it's a sports I, I depressed not a real depression yeah well i would argue that sports depression is real depression well i have real depression and sports <laughs> depression is not the same thing uh docs yeah that was a tough um Tough game the other night. I didn't even realize we were fighting for our World Cup lives. I know. You you are uh, not knowledgeable enough to feel any pain. <laughs> yeah. And then rather than like uh, sympathize yeah, I know. Or, or empathize, you started talking about the Nationals yeah, as, I know. as you, me, and two of our other soccer friends are like talking about the game. Honestly, uh, I, I just wish you would shut up and not say anything at <laughs> yeah. that point. I was so mad at you mm-hmm. because you were trivializing how big of a deal it is that the U.S. soccer team didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, I, I apologize in hindsight. That wasn't um, – well, I mean, I can Don't worry. Relate. Don't worry. I'm, I don't know that that's the point. Is like you were trying to relate that to the no, Nationals. The well, I'm saying like it's not the no, same no, thing. No, no, I can, I can, I can feel your pain there because if somebody had said right after the Nats lose tonight, and somebody mm-hmm. brings up something that they think is equal that I would deem not equal, I know. Um, yeah, I would be frustrated. Well, you're going to be frustrated because if the Nationals lose tonight, I'm going to <laughs> yeah, you're send gonna... you a bunch of gibberish. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess uh, you know it's an eye for an eye uh, society here <laughs> at Pace the Nation, so that's right. fair. That's fine because um, they will lose because that's what's going to happen. But I'm not trying to take away yeah. from the soccer discussion here. Uh, this is the second time in two days that you have uh, <laughs> with Nationals talk. Right. But I, I did notice that, uh, like, how negative you are about the Nationals, and, and you tweeted or retweeted, like, your your tweet from one year ago yes, about, you saw like, yeah. you had no faith in the Nationals winning. Tweet, tweet, um, I'm on, at Run Pacers. Give me a follow. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're shameless. Yeah, yep. Um, and and I just I just wonder, like, are you trying to do reverse jinxes here? Yes, that was a reverse jinx, for yeah. sure. That was reverse jinx because at some point, 
the Nats aren't going to break my heart or a, a DC sports team is not going to break my heart but, at some but point. But don't you think that having a positive attitude would, would just help in general? Here's, like, here's yeah, I didn't even want to go down this route. But isn't, here's, I mean, mm, for soccer, I mean, the, the here, hashtag last year or two years, three here, years ago was I believe. No. Well, here's, I didn't even want to go down this route here, but let me just tell you this. Okay. The Redskins lost... Washington a, football team. Fe- a January game where the Giants had nothing to play for in a win or you go home uh, game you know, that, that, that I was at that they could easily won and they lose. Mm-hmm. All right. The Capitals take it to game seven against the Penguins, go back to D.C. where they're favored to win. After coming back from 3-1, they go home and they lose. The Wizards come back from being down also it was either two three three to uh who says two three three two or three one uh-huh. can't remember right now because i'm so um um animated uh-huh. uh they bring it to a game seven and then they lay an egg hey joanna so what yeah. gives me can you faith wake, can you wake me up when this is over i'm <laughs> that, so bored right now with this rundown of games what, the games the games the games what gives me faith that the and then not to mention the nats took it to game seven last year at home and then lay an egg i think what should give you faith is that the cubs won the world series last year oh, great the, yeah the, so that gives the me red, faith the red sox won in 2004 it will it can happen they're playing the cubs they're playing the cubs i know so, I, so the nats are probably gonna lose but <laughs> they can win eventually if you believe yeah, in them if if uh if you use those as the two models chris you only have to wait another 93 years <laughs> yeah, you're right, almost yeah, there. Right. i mean it's something for james yeah. to look and, forward and, to really and we learned from uh zach that if you you are eating healthy you live to be long enough (laughs) to see one of these washington teams win it truly is an eye for an eye you guys are are trivializing trivializing well like i did to to be fair the topic was u.s soccer and you're making it all about (laughs) the washington sports teams that lost six months ago of course i'm pissed (laughs) well and i think that that the u.s men's team should have made the world cup yes oh yeah and and i I don't follow Washington sports, but I right. often don't know that I feel that they like they were never going to beat sure. the Celtics. Come on. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair. All right, they they, they were yeah. the underdogs, the Caps. I, but I don't want to argue that. Back to the U.S. soccer. That was incredibly mm-hmm. disappointing. Uh, you guys are soccer fans. Um, mm-hmm. I am. I am too. I'm a big soccer fan. Every four years, oh. when the World Cup comes mm-hmm. around, and it's. It is. Who's your team? Disapp- heartbreaking that. <laughs> Maybe that's our problem. Maybe the I problem know. is that Chris considers himself a U.S. soccer fan. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get him every interested team, in the Czech yeah, Republic. Every team he likes losing. <laughs> that's probably you're yeah. onto something there. Yeah. So that's. Can you can you root for a different team? <laughs> uh, it's too late. Can you now. be a Mexico fan? <laughs> yeah, too late now. But I I just can't believe they're not going to make. Uh, the World Cup docs. I just, I can't believe it. What do you mean? They're not going to. They didn't. They I just can't. It's over. It's all, like qualifying's over. They're not going to be in the World Cup. You, you know, I will say uh, a couple of things. First of all, first and foremost, there was no reason for the United States to lose to Trinidad and Tobago. They had their own fate in their own hands. Case closed. That's why it's over. However, I will point out two things for the casual soccer fan. Yes. Uh, four years ago... The United States had already qualified for the World Cup. Mexico was in our position on the outside looking in. And the United States scored a meaningless-to-them goal in extra time against Panama to knock Panama out and put Mexico in. Mm -hmm. This time, Mexico was in in position to return the favor, and they did not. 
So they they know. they lost a game by one goal. Had they scored one goal in extra time, then that would have been a great uh, uh, Disney movie sports story about repaying the favor. So I you know I think that that was wrong on them. Secondly, Panama won by one goal. Had they tied, we would have been in. They were given credit for a goal that never went in. And there's no replay in CONCACAF. So, again, the United States should have beat Trinidad and Tobago. However, we're technically eliminated by a, a ball that never went into the goal and the referee called a goal. And in our eye-for-eye eye society, Mexico should have hooked us up. Well, they're probably a little mad about the wall situation. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Can you blame them? Yeah. But it, I kind of think you're right, to be honest. Yeah. The wall situation. Well, I think I think that they don't. <laughs> so ridiculous. I, no, I, I think that they really are not happy with all of the talk about them being uh, why we need to put the wall right. up. Because there's some really derogatory things being said said by people in power about Mexicans. So if they did owe us a favor, they probably were like. Let's just screw them. Well, this is a podcast about dogs and Washington sports, <laughs> so let's not go po- political. Uh, if, if we we have recently, so well, oh, DC United is going to play their last game at RFK on the twenty second. Yes, yeah, and they're going to have a, an uh, old timers game before that. Yeah, so they're bringing back like Jaime Moreno. Hopefully, 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 he has blonde hair. <laughs> Bleached. Uh, if he does, if if Jaime Re- Moreno shows up with bleach blonde hair to play in that game. Farley, you call your bookie, and you bet that he scores a hat trick. (laughs) I will. All right. Well, I'm glad we're back on track talking Washington sports. But we do have a big show to get to today, guys. Uh, Very excited to be joined in studio by Kieran O'Connor. We've had Kieran in studio before. He's a repeat guest. He's a repeat guest. He is running the Marine Corps Marathon, and he has designs on running very well out there at uh, Marine Corps on October 23rd. So be great to catch up with him. I don't know if he'll have his uh, wife and baby in tow today or not. If but, they uh, if they do, it will set a record for most people in this room at one that's time. True. Uh, that's I believe true. that we set that record uh, two two episodes ago when we had two guests, two simultaneous guests. Yep. Uh, so I, our record is five people in this room. Don't tell the fire marshal. <laughs> I uh, also want to get into uh, the Chicago Marathon and also locally here, the Army 10 Miler happened last weekend. So two big races going down, one Chicago, one in D.C. Uh, I've got a social media faux pas that is running related, sort of, but uh, we'll get into that later. And um, maybe we'll also check in on Docs to make sure he's okay. I think that's a, probably at this point a, a very safe thing to yeah. do. Every every hour or two, right. somebody just makes <laughs> sure that things are going okay. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm worried about uh, worried about docs. Uh, just don't don't check in and ask me about you know the Nationals pitching matchup today. <laughs> right, no doubt. So that'll make it worse. All right, but before we do all that, let's bring in our guest. Next up, it is. Kieran O'Connor, who runs for the GRC Pacers Running Racing Team, he's going to be competing in the Marine Corps Marathon coming up next week. Kieran O'Connor, next here on Pace the Nation.
All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined in studio by a member of the GRC Pacers Running Racing Team. He's a previous guest on the program. It's Kieran O'Connor. Kieran, what's up, man? How are you? I have to say, guys, that this is actually my favorite capital area weather podcast. Is it? So <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. How about dog podcast? Is yeah, it you know, you, you, I say, I've always said you come for the weather, you stay for the dogs. Yes, <laughs> that is. That's a good tagline for our, our show. Now, now this is this is a, a something that all future guests should take note of here. This mm-hmm. guy is a true listener. You know, we want we want hardcore true listeners. But I tell you what, Farley, uh, until we don't point that out, right? We're not going to be big time. That's true. So, that's a good. So point. let's just kind of brush that off as if we expect everybody yeah, to be listening. That's, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. W- what else? Uh, what else on the? Pro- so you are a listener. What else on the program? So it's dogs. It's it's weather. I mean, do you well, like you, any of our running talk? I mean, what? well, you know. The first time I came on, I, w- I was not a listener, so I didn't know. And mm-hmm. so I probably said something stupid like, hey, thanks for having me, guys, which is what every <laughs> guest says. But what you're supposed to do, I've learned, is answer with a complete non sequitur about right. the weather. Right. That's how you introduce yourself That's to good. the podcast. So That's very, very uh, good. I've clearly learned from my previous mistakes. That's good. Well, Kieran was on the program before uh, he had his wife and daughter in studio. I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think your daughter was probably like couple weeks old maybe. i think we were the first people that she met right, right. yeah right. yeah that was the first time she'd ever been out of the house so yeah. how's how how's that how's that going how's it be i mean you've heard me complain <laughs> about being a dad on this program for not complain not com- complain is not the right word but yeah how's fatherhood treating you no i think complain is the right <laughs> yeah, word yeah but no i mean fatherhood's great it's uh i think one of the things that is you know important to note is that like being a first time parent, like the first few months are horrible and no one tells you that everyone like, you know, post Instagram about how great life is, but no, it really, it really is. It's quite terrible at the beginning, but the great thing is that then they, they, they start sleeping more and, you know, eating and, (laughs) and, uh, and things get better. So it's sleep deprivation, man, that people don't, and I think you forget, like it's like uh, running a marathon. You forget about all those bad things, and then you go out. Oh, uh, I don't forget. <laughs> oh, you don't. Well, yeah. I mean, Kieran did just actually mention uh, before he came on here that you guys are so down on the marathon, and that was really disappointing to him. Disappointing to me too. So, so Farley, you brought him on the show so to motivate you, did, so you guys. So you could team up on me and Joanna. <laughs> exactly to motivate him uh, to get back out there. Uh, we're going to talk about your uh, Marine Corps Marathon coming up. We had you on before. We talked about that your newborn, uh, your your daughter is is Kiva, right? Yes, and, and we are expecting our second daughter. <laughs> wow! Ooh, yeah. Congratulations, second daughter congratulations. On the way. There you go. Breaking so, news. You on know, the podcast. it's, it's going to be another girl. Another girl. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so you're getting ready for for the Marine Corps Marathon. You you ran the Olympic trials. Um, the, the last time we had you on, you you were either had you just run the Olympic trials, I believe. Mm-hmm. Have you run a marathon since that Olympic trials uh, in LA? I have not, and I haven't really run a serious race since LA. Yeah. So this huh. is kind of uh, the first real training cycle I've done. Yeah. So you're uh, obviously a very competitive runner. Was twenty? You were twenty fifth at the LA marathon. Just to get everybody up to speed, twenty fourth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 24th. I thought you said 20. I said 24th. Okay. She right. did. But okay. uh, Farley likes to uh, say 25th, and then that, that leaves some room for him to tell everybody he got 24th. Yeah, that's <laughs> I do. So uh, just to get everybody up to speed, what kind of runner we're talking about here. Uh, so uh, how's, how's the training been going? We're, 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 you know, as this podcast drops, we're about a week or so away 
a lot of our listeners are running Marine Corps. How's uh, the training been going for you? It's been going pretty well, but I'll turn this question around to you guys. How do you feel 10 days before a marathon? Awful. Always awful mm. to me. Always awful. Joanna? I can't remember, but awful, I'm awful. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad time. Yeah, I Doc's mean, awful. Just... Yeah. Docs is always negative, so well, we're working on that. that I mean, too. I will say, like, I, re- I remember going for my shakeout run the day before the marathon thinking, I can't run a marathon. <laughs> I, I feel terrible. Right. right. So as long as – I mean, like, that is the way you're supposed to feel, and as long as you taper properly, you'll be ready for the race. I'm yeah. going to give him advice on running <laughs> a marathon probably. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I definitely – it's just like, you know, when I get to, like, three weeks before a marathon, it's just like – the mental side of it is really tough because there's just like so much self-doubt and questioning about what's going on uh, and like regrets and second second guessing mm-hmm. everything you did in your training. But at this point, I've done enough marathons where I just know that that's the territory that I'm going to be in. So it will be fine in the end. Yeah, no, it's a good point though. Yeah, and have you run Marine Corps before? This is going to be my first time. So okay. I did a pretty, ser- I did like pretty serious training runs the past two years as a spectator in Marine Corps because <laughs> it's a course that loops pretty, you know, pretty extensively. So if you if you go out for like an eighteen mile run, you can catch runners like fourteen, fifteen times on yeah. the course, and it's great. and uh, you know, there's always a lot of GRC athletes out there. So I always I've tried to do that the past couple of years. So I've kind of you know caught that Marine Corps fever. So I'm really excited to run it for my first time this year. So is that why you did Marine Corps? Just because you've seen it before? you've always experienced it as a spectator and just wanted to get back out or try it for yourself i mean there's a lot of options out there for elite runners like you marine corps isn't always the choice yeah you know i've never uh run like a marathon in my hometown and you know everyone says it's a dc marathon but come on it starts and ends in, in arlington that's here. right yeah <laughs> and uh, i'm a proud oh, arlington man. resident yeah, so go. Uh, my god so i really do want to yeah. you know i was very it's you know it's energizing being out there and seeing all the crowds and everything so i wanted to give it a shot so there are res- uh, renovations happening in in the great county of Arlington here at the uh, Iwo Jima Memorial. Uh, did you know these re- renovations were happening on I- Iwo Jima? So this is big story. This is a big story. Uh, the Marine Corps Marathon official page came out. Uh, is so it not finishing at Iwo Jima? So it's going to finish at Iwo Jima, but there you the, just can't see it. You just can't the see it. All the scaffolding oh. around the. Um, uh, which I think is going to be a, a really different experience because people charge up that hill and they see the Iwo Jima Memorial and with scaffolding around it, I think is going to be going to be tough. So uh, that won't affect a, a guys uh, guys up front like you, but just uh, be prepared that it's going to be a different uh, type scenery at, mm-hmm. at, at the finish. This is your marathon advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joanna, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we're on a state-run podcast? All oh, this is like the great Arlington. Arlington is uh, so the, the Arlington like, Pravda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of pandering to a certain host yeah. going yeah. on right yeah. now. Yeah, there, there is. Um, I'm but, concerned. Yeah. Well, he did bring me a book, and I, I do. I'll bring that up here now. He, uh, Kieran, came with a, a gift for me. I'll let I hope you that guys... you you're letting him borrow that for a year because yeah. that's probably the book is two hours. One book a year. I thought yeah. that was the deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the book is two hours. I'll give it. I'll give it a read, and then uh, give it to Joanna and Docs afterwards. So we I feel like I should a, read it first. We can all give you the reports. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. Uh, another it's... another good uh, guest uh, practice is to bring gifts. Well, so can we'll you wait? Yeah. Let's talk about what it's about. Well, it's about uh, it's about I believe Kenyan um, runners and trying to run a two-hour marathon. Yeah, it's kind of like a history of the marathon and the pursuit of like it ever 
you know, marching ever closer to the right. two hour mark. Um, it's just a good kind of history of the marathon and where it stands right now. Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing, uh, get, get, getting this done as my, um, I think fourth book of the year. So. Wow. Farley, I like the idea of Joanna reading that book before you. That way, if you have any questions that, <laughs> that you can just ask her. Also, it, it's pro-marathon propaganda. This is a big propaganda podcast. <laughs> and I want to get that in the hands yeah. of, yeah. of, uh, a two of two of the co-hosts here in particular that. here. So Marine Corps, a little change of scenery at the end, but, uh, you know, similar course as, as they had last year. If, if you uh, go back to our, our, our podcast with Dixon, we did preview the course. So uh, you, can, you can read all of, or listen all about that as you prep for it. Uh, so how's your preparation been? It's been going well. I um, there were a couple of a couple of workouts that I didn't do quite as well as I would have liked in, uh, but overall the volume's been good. The workouts have been good, and uh, I think I'm I think I'm in pretty good shape going into it. And what does pretty good shape mean? I mean, is it important for you to place well, run a fast time? Like, what is it for you out there? I think really uh, it will crystallize in the days leading up to the marathon when I see what the weather's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start putting together a game plan too early here just because we've had such uh, inconsistent weather in the last couple of weeks here. Uh, and I know that being a weather podcast, I thought I could get some <laughs> tips from you, right. you guys here. Uh, but, you know, I really want to see what that kind of, you know, two, three day out forecast is before I start putting together exactly what it's going to look like. But, you know, combination of fast time and placing well. Yeah. What, what type of weather are you hoping for? Uh, cold. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But if you if you really want to make that happen, you need to bribe the the evil geniuses that have the weather machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have a I actually Maybe have a team have bri- of scientists. Oh, you do that works on weather. Nice. Uh-huh. So we'll see when that when the R and D comes out on that. Yeah. they've got ten days. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, close to the front. Hopefully, I don't want to jinx it. I jinx everything else on this show. So. Uh, I mean, is there a possibility you think you could win the race? Oh man! Well, you know, I, I'm looking at the times. It's hard not to. It's hard not to think about it. Obviously, yeah. you know, low two twenties is is typically what you know what wins Marine Corps. So hopefully, I can be up there in that that sort of lead pack and and compete pretty well towards the end. So everybody should go to our Twitter feed and our Facebook page if you want to see a picture of Kieran. So that when you're out there holding your clever signs uh, in the district or in Arlington, the you one know, says you know which one it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a good one. No, no that's a good yeah. one. Uh, so, so that you can cheer him on. Because yeah, maybe agree. maybe the energy from Pace no the Nation, doubt. like we're we'll giving you five on. seconds. Right. You're, you're on the show. <laughs> yeah. We're giving you five yeah. seconds. But maybe the energy from Pace the Nation Nation can, can carry be you more. to, to – uh, that finish line as well. Will you have the beard or will you shave it? I will have the beard. Uh, that is one of the... Uh, it's where you get your superpower from? <laughs> well, I, I hide solar panels in there for the heat running. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I also cannot get rid of the beard now on account of my daughter would not recognize me. Oh, wow. And I've got another one on the way. So I'm kind of yeah. pot committed to the beard here in the foreseeable future. Wow. I didn't think about that. But you should show her pictures of you without the beard. Uh, so be like, at, Do you know who that is? When she was a little bit younger... Uh, she saw some wedding photos in which I did not have a beard and had not the slightest clue who I was. Now she can recognize me in a photo without a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's making progress. That's yeah, true. she's moving although, in the right direction. Although, to be honest, I don't know why we're trying to devise a plan on why you should shave that. That seems yeah, like a waste of time. Yeah, from another beard guy over here. Yeah. Um, so 
you you mentioned that you haven't run a race since LA, which is for a, a competitive athlete, a competitive runner. That is basically unheard of. Why why has that been? Well, I've run a few races since then. I haven't really trained seriously for races. Right. Since. So you know, I've hopped in. Yeah, I've you've done some pacers races. Race yeah, but I feel like they're always kind of training efforts and. You, were you gunning for something along the way, like a half marathon here or there that just didn't come to fruition or something? Or Yeah, I've, I have, um, you know, last fall, I thought maybe I would run a marathon and, and just, you know, with, with work and, and fatherhood and, mm-hmm. and everything else, it just never really came together in the training. And the marathon is, is a distance that you don't want to go. You don't want to stand on the starting line knowing that you're underprepared. Right. right? I mean, if you're not there, then you can't fake 26 miles. You can fake a 5k. Right. No, you definitely can't. So yeah, the mental side of it is huge. And that's why, I mean, a lot of folks like to get a race done beforehand to, to mentally prepare or put yourself in that situation but you just didn't feel like <laughs> what are you what doing are you, you doing? just didn't feel like it, you need it I'm, I'm just it's fascinating you didn't go out and run you know the philly half or anything like I that did i did mean, actually that weekend i ran the navy air force oh so, you, so okay did, all right so you did a race but yeah. nothing that you were really gunning for and 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 mentally you're right it is a it is a i mean that's that's what the marathon's all about. I'm, um, I'm with Farley. I think you should bag this. <laughs> <laughs> so mentally, I mean, I think that, no, I think that you shouldn't bag it because I feel like you are, you know, and mentally he's stronger. Yes, yeah, so he's testing your mental capacity right now. No, I, I, I do think your mental fortitude, I, I know this guy is a runner. I think he is, is, is and pretty, pretty, let's, pretty let's good, say like I this. Think. I think I think what works for Kieran doesn't necessarily work for Farley or no. somebody else. But I was it just definitely curious. Works for no, I was just curious on that. That's just a different tact. He said he hadn't really run a mm-hmm. race. That's that's crazy to me. But which is you know. But he's confident right. in his training. Com- I, I get it. I get it. So mm-hmm. mentally, I think that you. Uh, why do you think you're 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 so tough mentally? Why do you think you're going to be so strong out there mentally? I think it's just uh you know it's a lot of experience. Yeah. Uh, you know I know the marathon and I when I was younger and I would get ready for a marathon I would feel kind of the same mental stress before the race and I didn't have anything in the back of my head where I could look at and say no you know what like I trust the process mm-hmm. and now I know what it takes to get ready for a marathon and I feel like I've done that so even when I have the inevitable kind of mental letdown before a race I'm able to just kind of let it sit on the back burner instead of come to the forefront and just be kind of chill about it because I know look if you look at the training you know just kind of from a logical perspective the process was there you know you're in good shape no matter how you feel today yeah and I mean that's what I'm I'm saying like I may he doesn't need races Mm -hmm. because I think he's got the mental fortitude that it takes to be able to to make it happen out there because it is a yeah I mean and, and for the new runners out there I mean that that might not like you said might not work for for everybody else but uh, so what 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 advice would you as you know give give some new marathon runners? I want to talk a little bit about the Marine Corps Marathon and what what a cool event it is. New runners coming from you know advice to new runners coming from a competitive athlete like yourself. Well, I think particular to the Marine Corps, like you mentioned earlier, you know you had Dixon on last year. Go back and listen to that. He mm-hmm. wrote an article in Run Washington too about running the tangents, which is one of those things that, especially with the advent of GPS watches and everyone wearing them, you know everybody thinks every course is measured right. long, right? And it's not. It's just that if you're not running the exact shortest distance, you're not running 26.2. So you can actually run an extra half mile out there, even more than that, you know, half three quarters of a mile. And you don't need to do that. I've never got to the end of a marathon and thought, I wish I could run 
another mile. Right. So uh, you really do need to kind of keep keep that in there. And and if you go in, you know, in the you know kind of in the article he wrote on One Washington last year, he lays out what the tangents are. He's actually got the map in there where you mm-hmm. can go in and see. You know, like on Lee Highway, for instance, you need to be over on the right side of the road, which is kind of counterintuitive, and it kind of shows you what the shortest distance to run is. So it's just about kind of saving that energy because you don't need to be wasting anything in a marathon. So I'm sure you'll have your, your, your family uh, supporting you out there on October 22nd as we get ready for the Marine Corps Marathon. What's their plan? You're, you, you guys live in Bolston now. Uh, you said you've been able to see runners out there you know, 10, 15 times. Are they going to be out there all over the course? Yeah, you know, they'll be out there. They'll probably catch me in Arlington and then and then probably back over at the finish line. Uh, you know, Zyra will be with Kiva, so mm-hmm. that'll be it'll be tough for them to be bouncing around on the old right. sixteen mile run that I did last year. Yeah. Uh but uh, you know, they'll definitely be out there at the at the start and the end. Have yeah. they made a sign yet? Yeah, they're gonna do the real clever one where they go out mile four with you're almost done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the run forest run of, right. of yeah. running signs. Yeah. <laughs> That's an, that's an all that is uh, when somebody says, I mean, that's just to me. I mean, when somebody says you're almost done and, and obviously that's a bit at 22 miles, you know, it's uh, almost done at four miles. He said. When, oh no, but 22 miles to go. I'm saying yeah. that's a bit obviously, yeah. but when someone says you're almost done, there's two miles. I, I want to look at some people, depending on how well you're running that marathon. Uh, so, so marathon tip out there, spectator tip. Don't say you're almost done to anybody unless you can see the Iwo Jima Memorial at this course. I would totally agree with that. When I ran Marine Corps, somebody said that to me when I was coming down 110. And I was like, until I can see the finish line, I'm not almost anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree. So speaking of the course, have you done some stuff on the course or where, where's the, the, the training been for you? Are you ready for, uh, a lot of the roads here in DC? Yeah. You know, I do have to run up like Wilson pretty much every yeah. day. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, as much as that sucks, it does prepare you for those early miles in the race. You know, that's another thing. I think it's going to be hard to get into a rhythm until probably mile five or six until you kind of get over into Georgetown rock Creek. So, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of taking it by effort rather than, than pace early, early on. Um, but you know, I've run pretty much every inch of the course at one point or another. It's, it's your basic DC running route. You'd go up rock Creek, you go around Haynes point, you do them all, uh, except for, you know, like spout run, which I've driven. So, right there, there I know it go. all. Yeah. So, you know, the tangents at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've got, uh, some great teammates who've helped prepare for you. And that's another thing. Big thing about marathons is always good to have a group of people to train with, hopefully do, uh, the race with as well. So the GRC Pacers running, uh, elite racing team were you going to have some teammates out there racing with you uh what other guys are running it i think i am the only one at this okay. point so, so i'll but, be the only but one you, but they have tr- you have trained with these guys throughout and um you know they, there's an these guys probably there's a few of them running marathons this fall or yeah what's, what's your training group been like this Everyone's cycle. been gearing up for, uh, you know, the big race at the end of the year is the the club cross country where mm-hmm. we actually get to compete against all the other club teams from, uh, you know, around the country, even some of the pro teams. So that's always a big one. Um, obviously, Army 10 this past weekend was uh, a big one. It 
ended up kind of being a wash obviously with right. the weather which was a bit unfortunate because we had some guys in really good shape who could have put some really good times up and everyone competed well and placed very well but it's always disappointing when the time doesn't match up with the effort um so really now that that's out of the way a couple guys do in new york mm-hmm. um we had a guy do chicago as far as the marathons go uh some people going down to richmond to do the the half and the full down there and then everybody else gearing up for clubs and um as far as kind of my training with them it really does line up nicely because that cross country training is really not that far from marathon training you know you're still trying to build that strength um so obviously for the marathon training you go a little bit further but it's you know you can do a lot of the same workouts we had a guy running uh, in the lead pack at at army is that a new guy for the GRC team? Yeah, that's Lucas Stallnaker. Okay, he came so over been from training Navy. With, training and uh, yeah, he's been out. He's, uh, you know, kicks my butt in training. Yeah. So do you have guys you can actually train with? I mean, obviously Lucas and you mentioned some other guys. I mean, are you better at the long stuff and these guys can not keep up with that? Or can, uh, you know, the track workout, are you, you've been able to keep up with those guys with that? Or are they better than you at the track They're definitely workout, faster or? than me on the yeah. track. Uh, in my, in my old decrepit age, I cannot keep up with, uh, with the faster guys on the track anymore, but it's good. Cause it, it gives me, you know, gives me someone to, uh, to get out there and chase and try and keep up with and let shorter stuff keeps me honest. Yeah. We've got a, a great group. I, uh, Talk to your coach. Um, has he been writing your your? Has Jerry been writing workouts? I talked to. He's really excited about your your effort. Has he been writing all your workouts for you? And yeah, definitely. We have you know we have a good relationship where I've got my own ideas about the marathon. Mm-hmm. He's got ideas about the marathon, and we work together on a week by week basis. I don't like to put anything kind of too far out because mm-hmm. I I like to take it how I feel. You know, I don't want to necessarily commit to you know a workout three weeks from now when maybe i'm gonna need a down week then just because of how my body's feeling so we really just take it kind of one workout at a time and and we just have a dialogue you know a couple days before and say okay what's going to make sense for for now and getting a couple workouts a week so sticking on the training um what's your training mileage been like and you're probably scaling it back now and what's the taper look like as we sit here probably about 10 days out from the race yeah, so different people have different opinions about the taper. Mm-hmm. I like a pretty aggressive uh, short taper for the, the same kind of mental reasons I've been talking about. If I'm kind of taking three weeks really easy, I feel like I'm I'm losing my edge. So last night I did my last uh, workout with the team, last kind of hard workout. I'll do some you know some shorter stuff just to loosen up the legs. But I had my last workout last night, and I'll probably start taking it down uh, pretty aggressively from now. Give us an example. What was that? What was that workout? So last night I did a, a six mile repeats, mm-hmm. and I kind of alternated cruise miles and then cut down. So I did five four fifty five four forty five four thirty. Wow. So you did a fast mile and then a five minute mile in between as your cruise. I'm doing the air quotes. That's, that's pretty solid. Um, so that was your last hard workout. And then you said you, you do a pretty aggressive taper. What does an aggressive taper look like? So I'll take some days off, um, like fully days off. Yep. I'll take some full days off. I'll do, you know, some, some five milers in there. I probably won't double again. Uh, this weekend I'll do something, you know, a little bit longer, maybe 15, 16 miles with some, some pickups in the middle, but, but really take it pretty easy at at this point. The hay, as they say, (laughs) is in the the theoretical barn. So So, how, how much mileage were you doing? You're saying you're doing doubles and how much were you doing at your peak? So I did get up into the 120 mile range for a little bit. So, you know, hopefully that, that gives me the strength to get through the end. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know how, 
like you're working, right? I mean, I, you still don't know. How. I get up. I get up before before the girls get up, okay. and I I do a morning run and get back. And then I you know help get keys. Well, so what time? What time is that? It actually doesn't have to be that bad. Yeah. Uh, so I get up about five forty-five and get out okay. the door pretty much immediately. Okay. Um, and then I'll, so which is it? It's not that bad, or you get up at five forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know some people who have to get up a lot earlier, so yeah. I don't like to complain about it. Right. Uh, and then, you, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times I'll go run over and pick Kiva up with the jogging stroller from daycare. So I can kind of build my runs in without having to sacrifice any time that I would be spending with the family in most right. cases. You know, get up before they're up and then, you know, build it into kind of the uh, daycare commute at the end of the day. Wow. So your big run usually is in the morning then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense to get it in. Um, before the day happens, which is always crazy. I'm sure. Um, I'm just relating what my day is like versus his and your, your kids probably at six months older than mine. So I can, I can relate somewhat. Um, I'm curious, like what, what drives you? Like that's, that's incredible that you're running 120 miles a week while working full time. Uh, you know, wife, kids, all that stuff. What, what is You've, you've, you've done a lot in the sport, you know, you've, you've made the Olympic trials done, uh, ha- have had a top 25 finish actually finishing 24th. I'll cr- make sure I correct this this time, but yeah, what, what drives you to keep, keep doing it, man? I like, I actually like the grind of marathon training. Mm-hmm. I do like it. It's, it's very kind of, you have to be very methodical. You have to think long-term and it's just one of those things it's so much different than any other running distance right you know you have to just take that long view and just kind of be willing to get out there and Mm -hmm. and put yourself out there uh kind of day in and day out and not take days off because it's just like the more you do it the more those benefits like accrue on top of each other and and i just kind of like that philosophy about it are you running by yourself most of the time or yeah actually we do have some good uh a couple a a good group in arlington where i'm able to get out in the morning with them okay uh my teammate graham lives in arlington and Mm -hmm. then my other teammate ty actually just works across the street in the building here so he lives in alexandria but he'll come up on the train a lot of mornings and um you know he actually has a shower at work oh Wow, that's nice. Well, so he's able to uh, he's able to come out, and the three of us run, have been running a lot together uh, recently. Usually, you know, a couple times a week at least. So it's it's a nice change to be able to actually run with people because a lot of it has been solo. Hey Farley, who checked him before he came in? Uh, I I guess we didn't catch that set of needles that he has. <laughs> needles. Yeah, he's needling you. Oh, oh, with gotcha. The shower. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah um, so, good. what would you say to somebody who has lost their appreciation for the grind? Hmm. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Great question. Joanna's asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to come on and talk about address the anti-marathon sentiment on the show, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a unique challenge to yourself, right? Have you ever gone through a period of just not enjoying it anymore? Yeah. Lack of motivation. No. And you know what? At this, especially like right now. I'm looking forward to the marathon and then I'm looking forward to not the marathon as well. (laughs) So like, I understand it, you know, like the marathon isn't something you can just, you can just kind of be in that mood for all the time. You do have to kind of be in that right, that right mindset. So I do understand that it comes and goes. Um, And, you know, like I said, like with, with my new daughter on the way, it's going to be, um, you know, I'm not planning to run a marathon in the near future after this. So it's kind of, I'm looking forward to that break as well too. It, It is, 
you know, it'll come back for you. So is is this it for? I mean, is this like your swan song? Is this your last? I, I, I mean, you know, hey, he's got a second kid I, on the way. He's I got was going to ask job. I was going to ask the question differently. Okay, go ahead. You ask then, Doc. <laughs> well, you've already, yeah. you know, as as Charlie Ban is is wont to say, <laughs> the uh, toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah, <laughs> I would say I don't think so. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's I can fit in running into my life in a way that it doesn't actually affect a lot of other pieces of my life which is really nice um you know like when kiva naps on the weekend i nap mm-hmm. on the weekends because i'm tired and it's like mm-hmm. i can fit that in there Ooh, that's I, nice to I, have a nap partner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's always there's built-in nap time like yeah, we have to true. be at home and someone's gonna be sleeping so right. you can bet i'm gonna join it right yeah. um but I do think, obviously, you know, the, you know, it's going to be, you know, 100% more kids, but probably like 700% more problems. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I don't think, you know, I don't think my best days are behind me yet. I still, still think I can get out there and run with some of these younger guys. Do you have uh, any designs on qualifying for the next Olympic trials? I would like to if I'm able. So, you know, the qualifying window's open now. Yeah. So hey, what, what and what do you have to run if you're uh, if you're able to run at Marine Corps under two twenty? Is it under two nineteen? Under two nineteen. Okay, we had uh, Daryl General on uh, a few weeks back, and he's certainly done it. So it's possible on that course. Uh, again, no jinx, but uh, you know it is possible. Hopefully, uh, those scientists can dial up some real cold weather for you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. All right, a couple of quick ones before you uh, before we get you out of here. Um, what is Kieran O'Connor's favorite place to run? I love the Glover Archibald Trail. I don't actually mm-hmm. get there as much now that I'm just a little bit further up in Arlington. By mm-hmm. the time I get down there, I pretty much have to turn around. But that's my favorite trail in the area. Not only is the fire truck going by, he has to honk his horn right outside <laughs> the window. Um, <laughs> we're recording here people <laughs> favorite work or favorite workout i like really long intervals on the track mm, okay uh so like this like mile. what define long so i did like uh like a staple of marathon training is like four miles three miles two mile one mile i love that workout so you, That's, you, it gets you, a, you ready you do a four mile on a track yes wow i yes. usually when i see that in the on the program that's like all right do that out on a dirt road yeah, I like it on the track because I can get I can get constant I need the constant feedback or else uh, I will my pace will slip. Uh huh. All right, that's good. I like the control like environment like of the that. track. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite pacers running race? Oh, uh, Clarendon Day. Clarendon Day. Uh, yep, that's a good choice. Did you do the double this year? I did do the double this oh, year. Okay. Yep. All right, so he's done some races, see? I mean, he just hasn't really been gunning for yeah. one. You guys give me a hard time about asking about that. No, it was, it's, the, it's all about the way you ask okay. it. Okay, all right, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, keeping it uh, Pacers-related, uh, Pace the Nation-related, favorite Pace the Nation guest? Kieran O'Connor. Okay, all right, that's a good And I, actually, I do have to say that this is a real aggressive start to the Where Are They Now segment, yeah. just bringing back your guests so you can say <laughs> right here yeah. in yeah. the studio yeah. at this moment. Yeah. Can you fill out the Excel sheet on your way out, yeah. please? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, other than yourself, how about I rephrase that question? Dixon and Charlie, yeah. you, you know, the teammates. Right, teammates, uh, good, good answer. Oh, is it a tie? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, no, they no love no for ties. Carrie. Oh, and oh, yeah. Carrie. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, Carrie. Uh, Sorry, Carrie, he's spoken. <laughs> all right, and, and then finally, um, Joanna 
commented on your shorts when you first came in. Um, we'll tweet out a picture of Karen and the Pace Nation crew. What did you say? Um, what is about his red shorts? Oh, I said he's wearing red shorts. He's feeling confident. Oh, so red shorts is a sign of confidence. Is that when when you put on those red shorts today, Karen? Was that uh, what you were thinking? Yeah, I plan to wear these during the race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. You should have confidence. Sounds like you're training. Yeah, hopefully been... we've built up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're con- you should have a full of confidence. Uh, your training sounds like it's been going very well. Do you think I you know, was doubting him or shooting him down here? I feel like when you listen to the playback, uh, you may want to workshop the way you ask these questions. Okay. okay. All right. We could, we could do that. I mean, I, I just felt like, you know, he's a friend, more casual, so I didn't need to really, you know. I could, you know, take the gloves off. I, I think that? that it's it, you know, it's it's lucky that that uh, Kieran is very calculated and and understands that he's put the work in and knows where he yeah. is. He doesn't have a a fragile psyche. No. Uh, somebody with a fragile psyche might might walk out of here and be like, maybe Farley, maybe Farley's right. I should be doubting myself <laughs> here. I just let the haters fuel me. That's right. <laughs> All right, Kieran, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your second appearance on the show. I can't wait for the trifecta. All right, there he goes. That's Kieran O'Connor, GRC and Pacers running racing team member joining us here on Pace Nation. He'll be running the Marine Corps Marathon that m- many of you are running on October 22nd. So make a sign, go out and cheer for him. We're going to take a quick break. This is Pace Nation. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Karen O'Connor for joining us to talk about Marine Corps Marathon and all things running. Good luck to him and all the runners who are participating at Marine Corps. That It's coming up next week, Sunday, October 22nd, so uh, big, big day, a week earlier this, this year, so big day for a lot of local runners. Uh, can't wait for that day. Do you think that they're doing it earlier uh, out of respect for Halloween? <laughs> they usually have it. Uh, usually, they, uh, there's times they have it actually on Halloween. They usually mm-hmm. just go the Halloween weekend. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, maybe it has to do with. I'm sure it had to do with permitting, right? Expo space or maybe a holiday. I, I don't know. Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> no, <it's not laughs> do you Halloween. even listen to us? No, it's not Halloween. That's not like a holiday. I was thinking it would be like a Rosh Hashanah or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, our Jewish li- listeners would have to tell me when those Jewish holidays <laughs> are. But I-, I was thinking it would be a holiday like that. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't know when the... I know when Thanksgiving is. When? You know? It's the you know, third Thursday. You in, don't uh, know when it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth Thursday Thurs- of November. Fourth Thursday, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think... I know when I- Christmas is for sure. I, I have my doubts, but the, <laughs> the reason why I ask you when Thanksgiving is, is because when you say something offensive yeah, previously, right, right. that kind of shows people that, well, he really shouldn't have known anyway. Right. It really wasn't offensive. There's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. So don't be mad when he doesn't know things about, you know, yeah. other cultures. So you can still pick up your, your packets. You, you buy uh, Brooks apparel or footwear at Pacers Running and you can still pick up your packets uh, at uh, Pacers Running the week before Marine Corps if you don't want to make your way to National Harbor. So you can check out all the details on that on runpacers.com. 
I, I got to be honest. It's such a good service. Um, and, and I'm allowed to be honest. Yes. Uh, but I, I think that that's such a, a, a good service, especially with the expo being so far away. Except for people who live down there. I agree. And people who live at the National Harbor, it's quite close. Yeah, I agree. Get Does on anybody your... live at the National Harbor? Um, I, I think there are. There are. Yeah, I think there's they put like houses, houses up behind it. Well, I think there's like townhomes or condos on uh-huh. at National Harbor now, I think. I, I imagine everybody who, who uh, works at the piano bar probably works down there. <laughs> The piano bar is a good spot. They, don't they have National like Harbor. dueling yeah. dueling pianos? Yeah. In the metro expansion, is there going to be a stop in National Harbor? I don't think so. Okay. Um, which is a big reason why you want to pick up your packet at Old Town or Clarendon because there is no metro. And also, and I don't think there there's plans. one road that goes to National yeah. Harbor. And also, there's not going to be a metro expansion between now and the race. Yeah, awesome. That's very <laughs> true. true. <laughs> yeah. Even if believe, it was planned. Believe it or not. All right, that race is coming up next week. Uh, there were a couple races that happened this past week. The Chicago Marathon was one of them, one of the biggest marathons. It's one of the, the five major marathons. Uh, Ooh, one name the, the five. Uh, they are. It is. Good question. Chicago, Boston, New York, uh, London, and Berlin, I believe, are the, uh, the world majors. That checks out. Uh, actually, there's one more in the world. Oh majors. man, why can't you let me just be correct? You know what? Let just let it go, and 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 no one will really know. Well, I just want the record to reflect okay. that All in right. 2013, Tokyo was also added. All right. Would people really actually re- realize think, that I made a mistake there? Uh, yeah. But I th- I think that <laughs> I think actually now that you say that didn't didn't uh, Wardian talk about that because he, didn't he run all six majors? In, I think he did yeah. talk about it. Yeah, five didn't sound right to me. Uh, okay. We we should have known this because uh, it was discussed all on right. our podcast and we should know everything every last minute that's been discussed. All on right, the podcast. so don't tweet and correct me. <laughs> yeah. So um, Chicago happened this past week and it was a warm day. Um, but uh, there were some really good performances. Yeah, it was warm. Um, two of the best performances were by American athletes. Uh, Galen Rupp won the won the race, which is uh, the first time an American has won that race in some twenty odd years. So that was pretty incredible. Now I I didn't watch the race, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't read it about it. Did he have an Ice Man? <laughs> I didn't see an Iceman on course, mm. but uh, especially on a hot ma- day, because ma- I feel ma- like that's such a big advantage for him uh, that he has is. an Iceman. Uh, and uh, the other notable American was Jordan Hasse, who ran the second fastest time ever by American woman. She ran two twenty fifty seven on a warm day. That's pretty remarkable. I, uh, I I said it before, but I, I think it's great that Jordan Hasse has has found her distance. And is reaching her potential because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like ever since she's been a, a discovered phenom, uh, she she has uh, fallen short of expectations, and she is killing it out in the twenty six point two distance. She is, and and that um, I think has turned some heads that she wasn't as good in these shorter distances. Wasn't this? She was a remarkable high school runner, mm-hmm. then kind of had an average career at, at Oregon for her standards. For, yeah, I would say for her, for her standards, standards because I yeah. would have loved yeah. to have had her <laughs> right. career. Absolutely. Uh, and then has, you know, taken on uh, professional running and was, you know, okay, but now has found her distance and, you know, setting uh, her, her personal best at 220 and being the numbers, <laughs> the, the second fastest time ever by American. Mm-hmm. 
is pretty incredible uh, considering, you know, where she came from. And I, not everybody is as thrilled about it as maybe some, some folks in the Hasse what, camp. What you're, what you're alluding to is that any time an American has success uh, in this sport, uh, people immediately start pointing fingers and saying, yeah. oh, they've got to be doping. Well, I would say that athletes from the Nike Oregon Project in particular yes. are mm-hmm. subject to that sort of scrutiny anytime mm-hmm. that they do well. Well, let me read you Flanagan's quote, Shalane Flanagan, who's third on the list. And I don't think there's any sour grapes here, but she was on a call. Uh, she's running the New York City Marathon, which is November 5th. So she was on a call uh, to doing s- some promotion for um, the uh, marathon. So she said that program, the Nike Oregon Project, has been under investigation for the past two years. So as a fan of my own sport, it's hard to have a full amount of excitement and faith when you don't know the facts yet. There's still an ongoing investigation, so it's truly hard to genuinely get excited about these performances I'm watching. So she didn't name anybody in that quote. Mm -hmm. She did name the Nike Oregon Project, which means... She's pointing her fingers basically at Rupp and Hasse. Right. But like with, with track and field, just just the nature of the sport, you, you can't really watch a strong performance without having a little bit of doubt in the back of your mind or very much in the forefront. And I think mm-hmm. people are at, at different levels. I, I'm not sure that there's a, an athlete out there in the sport that I – would stake my my child's life on right and say oh they're definitely clean i I agree well i I take that back i'm definitely clean (laughs) (laughs) but i think that that uh, nobody was arguing that and i think there's so many things that have been coming out in the past few years about people who are dirty or who have questionable test results and Mm -hmm. there's um a website called fancy bears that has a lot of reports that they post so Mm. i I just think wait it's called fancy bears it's called fancy bears yeah so is is this like their second foray into like they didn't want to change the the url like they had something else (laughs) they had a failed business (laughs) money was tight because fancy bears didn't work out so they're like let's just we paid for Pivot. Yeah, yeah. It, it's paid up for the next two and a half years. Let's just pivot, go to the track and field, and everybody like at the Fancy Bear Factory is like, that is not what we do at all. And they're like, just go investigate yep. track runners. Well, they don't just limit it. They they talk about a lot of athletes, not just track and field. But I, I think that, that Shalane has kind of the same skepticism that a lot of people who are yeah. fans of the sport have. I think that most Americans watching Chicago were ecstatic that, it, that two sure. Americans did really well. But when you really follow the sport and you you hear all of these allegations of people who are dirty or clean or, or have some questionable um methods like you you just you always have to wonder which is unfortunate yeah. so it so is the, unfortunate. The, the negativity that you have when you're younger and watching these sports definitely does dissolve a little bit when you're so inside well meb kivleski who is uh you know arguably one of the greatest marathons or the greatest marathoner in uh U.S. history also chimed in. He said, I'm happy for Galen in Alberto. Alberto Salazar is the coach of the Nike Oregon Project. But there's still some things going on, so it's hard to comprehend. I'm glad that he won, uh, and I know that she ran, I think, 220.57. So that's amazing, especially in their second marathon and fourth marathon. So they achieved a lot. So, again, to your skepticism point, I think that even – People like Meb and Shalane yeah. are 
skeptical. Well, that it's a, it's a very natural reaction, and and I think it's not like you were saying. I don't think it's sour grapes. I think that that's just the unfortunate yeah. side effect of being a fan of of track and field, is that you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket because then you'll feel you'll feel so deceived. Yeah. Uh, if you find out that 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 they were dirty. And uh, Joanna, how do you how do you feel about that Nike Oregon project? Um, hmm. To ask you a pretty <laughs> pretty direct question. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of very questionable things that happen. Um, I think that there's runners that I do like and respect that run in that group, mm-hmm. and sometimes I question why you would associate with a group that has so many dark clouds hanging above it. And I think Flanagan kind of said that it's like, you can't choose your parents, but you can choose your coaches. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, but this is, it seems like track and field is almost like cycling now, right? Where everybody is doping. So if you do want to compete, then that's, yeah. that's what people, I'm not saying that makes it right, but I think that some people's mindset is probably like, well, I am the best in the world, but I'm competing against people who are also doping. So I don't know. I need my edge. Yeah. yeah. It's only fair. Eye for an eye. I need my edge. They Dude, got their There's edge. a lot you, of eye for eye is, happening. Is the fifth book of, of uh, <laughs> your, just, your series, I'm the just, Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> uh, autobiography? I'm just trying to get a uh, podcast think, title well, out there. Yeah, we definitely have it. But I also think that this brings up an interesting question that was recently talked about on a podcast that I listened to where like the last episode of MASH, right? They're like hiding in, in like the underground bunker um, and they're, they're Wait, hold on, hold on. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. If you haven't watched yeah, it. If you haven't watched Mash, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, this I'm not happens. watching it. You can spoil Jeez, it all Joanna. you want. Yeah, yeah, just so, tune out, Docs, because you know, I don't is, care. This is the Korean <laughs> spoil War. It. Okay. And they're, they're hi- the, Did that help anything? <laughs> yeah, did no. that help at all? So the, the American soldiers are hiding with the with the villagers in like, sure. this underground bunker, and the bad guys are up above, and they're definitely going to find them and kill them if anybody makes a noise, right? So this one woman has a baby, and one of the Mash guys tells her that the baby needs to be quiet, but it's sick Mm -hmm. so the woman suffocates her baby so that it won't make any noise Mm. and give the whole village away so this begs a question like would you would you kill a baby to save more people but it also begs the question would you want to live in a world where 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 babies baby killing is Okay. Well, let's not say baby killing, but where, where that's okay. I mean, that's right? where you and brought it. <laughs> but, but no, Joanne is Joanna's angling for a different title of the show. <laughs> she wants it to be called Baby Killers. No, no, but I get your point. But yeah. it's kind of like, do you want to live in a world where, like, you know, you could dope and still compete with the best? And, and if you, like, if you're a high caliber athlete, right, it's unfair that you're competing against people who are doping and you're not going to win. Right. Um, so you can either be that person that stays clean and doesn't achieve the fame and glory that perhaps you're owed. Right. And, and, based on your talent or you can also engage in in gray areas or straight out doping to to get the glory the honor the titles that you feel that you deserve okay i think it's a good yeah I, I, I like it i actually had a friend uh who i worked with he's german and i think i probably told this story before but after work i went for a run and he's like oh can i join you and he came down and he's wearing these long, heavy pants. And I was like, oh, you're not, you're not going for a run? He's like, oh, I didn't pack any shorts, so this is what I could do. And all I was thinking was like, oh, great. We go out and run, and he's not, he's not doing bad, you know? He's, sure. He's running, like, whatever. So three days in a row we do that. And he's keeping up okay. I mean, he's struggling, but, you know, wearing these, these long work pants. 
And and when I'm talking about long work pants, I'm not talking about like khakis. I'm talking about like like fire resistant uh, heavy pants, like dungarees. No, like like, like uh, special order. Okay, uh, gotcha. So, you know, while while I was talking to him, I was like, "Well, you seem to be pretty fit. Like, what's your running background?" And and of course, he says, "Well, I I don't run." And making me feel bad, but I have to, I'm like, there's got to be something because this guy is like really fit. He's running in fire pants and keeping yeah. up with you. Yeah. Right. Uh, not just, I was holding back a little bit. Right. Uh, but he, he told me that he was a, a semi-professional cyclist and, and he's, this is a German guy. So like everything matter like straightforward. Yeah. Matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that that's stereotypical, but I know a lot of Germans, um, Boy, I don't know if I want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but Docs twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. All right. But in, anyway, um, but he had this uh, very like direct, like he he didn't joke about things. So I said, "Oh, uh, did you ever think about riding in the Tour de France or you know like one of these big tours?" You know, after he's telling me all this stuff, and he says, "No, I didn't want to do the drugs, so I pursued an in, in wow. I pursued this career." And I laughed, and he says, why are you laughing? And I said, you're serious? And he says, yes. It's it's well known that if you want to be on those tours, you have to take the drugs. And I could have done that. I could have. I was good enough to do that. But the only way I could get onto those tours was if I started doing the drugs. Well, I think that's a good analogy there, too. Um, and unfortunately, that's probably what a lot of these guys are faced with. And just to be clear, Honestly. I have no talent. I would never be an elite athlete. But <laughs> if I were, I think that I would rather stay clean and get last in every race or never make an Olympic team rather than give up my values. No, I agree. Well, I would like to take HGH today. <laughs> <laughs> so this side of the table would take HGH. You're clean. No, I, I'm not saying to be a professional athlete. No. I'm just saying so I can get up in the morning. All right. Well, that was the Chicago Marathon. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what yeah. we're talking about. That was it. Yeah, that's all uh-huh. for the Chicago. That's all we have time for. I think that was a that was a good discussion. Uh, <laughs> also, this weekend was the Army Ten Miler. You know, I hate to talk about weather, but I have to discuss the weather okay. this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was Sunday, and I ran it with you know twenty thousand other people, and I can't remember it being nearly as hot as it was, hot and humid as it was on Sunday ever and an army 10 miler so maybe i jinxed it i was talking about how great august was weather wise quick question why are you using the word maybe (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't do the fact checking you Mm -hmm. know we didn't we didn't have somebody but i i'm i'm pretty sure it had to have been the worst because no 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 i mean you maybe you said maybe i jinxed it oh maybe i oh yeah oh maybe saying there's no maybe about it all right, I probably did jinx it that I was why, talking why about. Why would you use the word probably? <laughs> all, right, all right. Can you please use the word definitely? All right, I, I jinxed it because we, remember in August, Joanna, when I was talking about how great the weather was? Well, and that was in September as well when yeah. it was cool for that week. Yeah. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Joanna, you must be so happy it's fall yeah. now. And I was like, no, this is not, fall's not staying. Yeah. Oh, but Joanna, are you happy that it's fall now? Because it does feel like fall today. I know, today is For the is first nice. day. Yeah. yeah, for the first day. And I I can't remember how long. But yeah, so I was out there and it was, they had to, it was so bad they had to shut off the race at about 10 o'clock. Mm. So unfortunately, not everybody got to finish the race. Um. But it was, I mean, it was like so thick that you couldn't even, 
it, it was as thick as a, a most as humid as a day as middle of the summer could be and it was august 8th or 9th or whatever it was. i mean october 8th or 9th so uh tough day out there uh glad they uh, actually sh- shut it down and made it in, turn it into a fun run because it was miserable did you run that day joanna no i know you hate no did you run at all during the day no i are haven't you, are you still streaking uh, my not yeah of not running mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Got a pretty good streak going. I All think right. I'm at 10 days. Mm. All right. Well, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. And our executive producer wanted us to talk about uh, a really cool thing that we're doing here at Pacers Running. It's called Run the District. Um, Joanna, you could probably give more details than I can. So, um, friend, the district, you can sign up on the website. There's a link on there. And basically it takes all of your data, no matter what fitness tracker you use. So Strava, Garmin, I don't know, whatever, Garmin connect Strava, whatever Mm -hmm. is out there. Those are the only two that I actually know, (laughs) but there are others out there and, um, there's challenges. So there's different like little challenges to compete in. And then there's overall prizes for like most miles and things like that. So it's just a different way to connect with the community around you. Um, and win some stuff. Yeah, so the the uh, grand prize is worth over two hundred fifty dollars for. Uh, and you, you do social posts. Uh, there'll be random drawings and people who run the most miles. So a lot of different. Uh, we just want to see who out. really runs the district. That's right. That's right. And now, <laughs> is it only running uh, in DC? That's what people asked. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's I'm what, people. No, that's what. So yeah, I'm glad you asked, Docs. No, it's not district to me. I don't know. Virginia, Maryland, DC. Uh huh. District so, for you. Yeah. Is that is that your definition too, Joanna? Mm, not not really, but not really. for the, but no, for Joanna's yeah. Joanna's a purist, <laughs> right? Uh, so very cool thing. Check but it out. Runpacers.com. Run the district. I think maybe what you're thinking, Farley, is inside the Beltway. Yeah, that's exactly. But that doesn't sound as cool as run the district. Run inside the Beltway. Yeah. Oh no, no definitely no. not. Run the district is good. I like yeah. I like the title. Um. It sounds pretty cool. It sounds like uh, you need a PhD in order to figure out how to like maximize this. But it sounds like yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. Right. <laughs> Let's get uh, Alex Hutchinson back on. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sports, he can. <laughs> sweat science. <laughs> yes, and maybe he can help us out. You can write him a question. All right. Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, mental health because I did want to check back in with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promised to do that on the agenda. So let's check yeah. back in. So how are you doing? <sighs> <laughs> things going for, i know for, it's been like 40 minutes for 40 minutes i i actually forgot about the u.s soccer oh, team great great, great. Uh, so, you know what i feel like i feel like eeyore right now yeah <laughs> i love eeyore yeah i think uh, a lot of uh, i think a lot of our listeners would probably compare you to eeyore <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what else could you do to uh make you forget about soccer <sighs> Okay, well, this is this is how exciting my life is. Uh, this this I could probably talk about for like forty five minutes. Uh, I cleaned my car. Okay, uh, for the first time in a while. But I that's I not what I would it. do to get my mind off something terrible. But okay, well, it needed to be done. It was written on my my honey to do list, <laughs> okay. uh, which I make for myself. Yep. Wah wah. E or, <laughs> um, but I have this habit of if I like when I was. When I first started working, or maybe when I was in school, I don't know, but when I was when I was very young, I realized that I steal people's pens. 
Oh, like if, if you if you say, hey, can you sign this and I'll sign it, I will just hold on to the pen and not not realizing that I do it and I'll walk away and I'll you know go back to wherever I am and I still have somebody's pen to the point where I had to tell people, hey, uh, I will likely walk off with your pen. So if you want this back, make sure that you say something because for some reason you can't control yourself. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So when I was cleaning my car out, and, and I noticed in my house, I've, I've had trouble lately finding pens. I had 25 pens in my car. What? 20, 25 pens. Like, I was, I was like, cleaning them out, clean, you know, going through here and here and here. So, like, all the time, I would just, like, have a pen in my hand. Ink, we're talking about ink pens here. Ink right? pens. Okay. Like, you write, wow. yeah, writing pens. 25, wow. And, and so, I would, like, what I do is I just have it in my hand. I go outside, and then when I get in the car, I put the pen down. Like once I go to start the engine, it's such a weird thing. Twenty-five. Yeah, there's twenty-five pens in my car. Were I they all piled in one spot, or were they kind of? Uh, all over the there place? was a lot of them in the in the center console. Okay. Uh, and then you know I found some under the seats and in between the seats and and you know on the floor. Uh, and I I knew that there were quite a few pens in the car, but I if if you asked me before I cleaned the car, I probably I would have said there's eh, probably like eight or nine pens in the car. <laughs> So I, I don't know if that's a lot. I think that's a lot. 25 pins. I thought that was kind of weird. And I, it just reminded me. I was like, yeah, I do have this habit of walking off with people's pens. Who writes things anymore? I could, I'm not sure I could find a, like, a, <laughs> you just, if well, you take notes, you just take it no, on your phone. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't I like doing I was literally that. just in a paper store yesterday, wow. like, drooling over all of the notebooks <laughs> and pens. You and Stationary. I live different worlds. Stationary. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm. I, I, I have tried to get, I, I can't, I just can't do, um, uh, electronic calendars i can't do uh the to-do list on the phone and everything like that i i i got a, a kindle a while ago i just want to have a real book in my hand i don't like the electronic books so it, it just doesn't work for me so uh, i'd like to embrace the technology i'd love to have everything organized on my phone i got a palm pilot at one point that i didn't use you know it it, it the electronics doesn't help me organize my life i need everything written down we did use that Palm Pilot at uh, Hood to Coast. Yeah. That was a really good use yeah. for it. Was that the only use it really got? Yes. Oh, man. It, and they it, that was cool, too, because the it had, like, a Bluetooth technology. It was Which was, cool. was state-of-the-art. And so you, you could record all your splits with the with this Palm Pilot. And then uh, at the end of the – because you're supposed to write down at Hood to Coast. You're supposed right. to write down your, your exchange times. Uh, and then with this, you, you just hand that off. You charge it in the car. And then you you beam your your thing to the printer, and you get your final time that way. It was very cool. It's unofficial, but you have to turn that in. We're 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 letting people know how long ago we ran hood to coast, which I don't know is good <laughs> or bad. But uh, so twenty, where'd you put those pens? What do you do with them? Uh, well, I I brought them back into the house. Right now they're sitting on my bar. Okay. Um, I I don't know what to until do until they them. slowly make their way back into yeah, the bar. Exactly, yeah. they'll end up there. <laughs> So if you want to, uh, I know people are, are breaking into Joanna's car. Uh, if you want to break into Dox's car. No pens. You're going to have to wait a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I left two pens in there because I do like to have, I do like to have, have some pens some in there. Some writing utensils. Uh, but that's a good point. You're going to have to wait because I completely cleaned the car out. It looks great. All right. Well, that's, um, I'm glad that put you in a better mood. That's, that's good. It didn't put me in a better mood. <laughs> it, just, it just distracted me. It was a distraction for me. And I'll probably do a lot of yard work. Another, th- another thing that just doesn't sound fun to me, cleaning my car <laughs> and yard work. Uh, you can follow the program, of course, on a couple social media outlets. It's at Pace the Nation on Twitter. And on Facebook, 
when we get 500 followers, we will do a Facebook Live event. So we're up to 77, and you can like us on Facebook to get us to that 500. You can also give us a rating on Facebook. Ooh, do that. Like our man Shane did, uh, gave us a rating last week, saying we had a brilliant podcast. Ooh, he's right about that. I, I agree very much. Yeah. How many stars did he give us? Five out of five. Ooh, we're yep. doing good. Yep. So do that. Uh, take some time. Do that. Um, maybe that'll help us get more likes if we had a lot of five-star ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you could win a pen if you give a five-star <laughs> exactly. rating. If, if you give us a five-star rating, uh, <laughs> we will we will go through those five-star ratings and raffle off one of the pens from my car. Those are real, <laughs> those, those are real collector's items. Yeah. <laughs> That may discourage people from leaving us a five-star rating. Listen, you don't have to keep the pen. If you win the pen, you don't have to keep it. You can donate it. eBay it. (laughs) All right, great show, guys. A lot of spirited discussion. Well done. That's how it should be in America. That's right. Thanks again to Kieran O'Connor for joining us. Good luck to him as he competes in the Marine Corps Marathon October 22nd. Good luck to all the runners who are competing in Marine Corps. I know a lot of listeners are running that race October 22nd. All right. Thanks to Joanna E. Russo. Thanks to William E. Docks. Thanks to you, the listener. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week. emphasize that because I don't know why I emphasize that I emphasize that because I was giving well I don't want to get into that yet okay what's a fire pants guy fire pants guy yeah, remember you were running with the fire pants guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah well they weren't red anyway oh they weren't <laughs> no okay the pants weren't on fire. He wasn't lying. I, I know. I know. You're going to be shouting the whole show? Am I shouting? I feel like I'm not shouting. You know, the uh, I, I wanted to tweet this the other day. The J.D. Salinger quote, morons hate it when you call them a moron. Mm-hmm. I'm saving that for my presidential debates. <laughs>
I the moron in this situation? No. Am I the moron for thinking that no. this, this could be no, handled? No. I didn't call you a moron. But the 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 idea there uh, is that when you are a moron, you take great offense when somebody calls you a moron. Right. If you're not a moron and somebody calls you right. a moron, you just shrug it off. Yeah. <laughs> and so... J.D. Salinger? I like J.D. Salinger. It's in the, the book Catcher, The Catcher in the Rye. But the... The uh, reason I say that is because that's that's a for me that's the quote, and then the universal to it is uh, as well. Like when somebody's shouting and you tell them that they're shouting, then they always say, "I'm not shouting, you're <laughs> shouting." Right. 